Hey everyone, welcome back to Ascent Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in Galatians chapter 5. It reads, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he's obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of the righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and that the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the flesh, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. All right, Jake, so here in chapter 5, we come to this concept of freedom in Christ. And as we've done here in this book in Galatians and several other times on the podcast, we need to go ahead and define what a word means that's significant here. And the word we need to define here is freedom, because we could have a misunderstanding of what we think freedom is that's going to make it so that this chapter is really hard to understand with what Paul is actually trying to say. So help us to understand what freedom is and how Paul's that bringing and how Paul's bringing that into the discussion here. Yeah, so in America we can we can take that word freedom and and think that it, you know, means whatever we want it to mean, we can do whatever we want. But really, uh, I think that the verse that we can use to guide this is verse 13 which says for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So freedom is, before we had freedom, all we could do was sin. Like that was our nature, that was our desires. All we could do was sin. Now that we have freedom, we can choose not to sin. And we can choose to live in a way that honors God. And so now we are able to live a life according to God's will and according to God's design. And that's the kind of freedom that we have now. That's great, Jake. And I've heard it kind of illustrated this way. When we talk about freedom 
And when we talk about the fullness of being able to live according to God's plan, it's thinking about something that's been created. You guys know I love Lego sets and I love doing different things with them. When you open one and you build with all the things that are in the box, you can make something that's pretty cool. But the really cool things are when you follow the instructions and you make it the fullness of what it was meant to be, using all of the pieces in the perfect places and doing all those things. That creates such a better opportunity to engage in fun and do the different things that you're supposed to do with that. It's the same for us when we are able to live with the freedom of how God has created and designed and desires us to be. We're no longer tied to the bondage of slavery of sin. We're no longer tied to the elementary principles that we serve, that we're focused on ourself. But now we're able to see, as you've drawn us here into this in verse 14, that we can love our neighbor as ourself, that we can love God, that we can do what God has created us to do because we're free. And that freedom is amazing, and that freedom is such a big gift for us, but we can't define it, like you've said, as this absolute ability to do whatever we want. That's not what this freedom is. And so how does that freedom that we've talked about, the freedom that comes in Christ, how does Paul let us see here in Galatians 5 how that should impact our lives? Yeah, so now that we have the freedom in Christ— we have the choice to either follow our sinful desires or follow the will of God. And Paul lays out what those different paths might look like for the sinful desires that would be in like verses, you know, 18 through 21. But then the the will of God following that, we should be able to use our freedom. And so I'll just read those verses for us again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So really what we're seeing here is the Christian who is now walking in freedom, their life should look like this. It should be characterized by these things. And I think it is a good way to examine your own, your own heart. If you're claiming to be a Christian, then you should be able to see your growth in these areas, and you should be able to see the distancing of the sinful desires coming up in your life. Not that you're perfect, but that you are growing and starting to look different because of the freedom you have in Christ. And as always, that's on a spectrum, Jake, right? It's growth. It's not perfection. It's progress. You're working, you're growing through these things by the grace of God, and you're not falling back into these things that they've really struggled with that are huge and are probably things as we read through the passage where we say, "Ah, I'm probably not most of these things. But hey, if we're asking or saying it that way and trying to justify ourselves that way, you know what we're really saying? Judge me by the law. I'm not most of those things. That's what the thing is with the law is if you're going to say, I want to do the law, you got to do the whole law. You got to do it all. Here he's saying, if you're guilty of one of these, you're under the law. Verse 18, you're either led by the spirit or you're under the law. The works of the law are the works of the flesh. And they're all of these things. By being guilty of one, you're guilty of all. And so he does bring us to that point to show us what the Spirit looks like in our lives. And so that's something we should focus on today, asking ourselves, do we see the Spirit in our lives? 
Do we have manifestations of his presence? Do we see ourselves growing in that? That's something that'd be really great for you to talk about with the people you're living in community with. If you have a family that is full of believers or close friends, ask them specific questions about how do you see God working in my life? How do you see the spirit of God active in my life? Those are good things to help to sharpen and encourage you. But I do think I want us to focus on one specific question here in this passage, Jake, because we look down at verse 26. It says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. As he's talked about the Spirit and its role in our life, he then kind of closes this facet with this charge to not become conceited. And I think why he does that is because that's what's taking place with the churches in Galatia and the believers there, is they're comparing each other to what's going on. And so how does comparison culture fly in the face of freedom in Christ and fly in the face of what it looks like for the Spirit to be active in our lives. Yeah, so it can be very easy for us um, as humans, as fallen beings, to be uh, come full of ourselves and uh, to think of ourselves more highly. But uh, as we see elsewhere in Scripture, we're, we're called to think of others more highly than ourselves and uh, to lay those desires aside. But when these things come up, I mean, it could look like, uh, I know for me in my own life, it it's very easy for me to, to want to be the one that looks like like maybe the holiest in the room or like uh, I want to, I want other people to think like I have the answers uh, when really that's again, shifting the focus off of glorifying God and then glorifying myself. And that can be um, very easy for all of us to do. And I think that's what Paul is getting at here with this letter is to not think of ourselves so highly, but actually think of God highly and let that direct the way that we treat and serve others. And that's a key focus on saying, hey, if we're saying we live by the Spirit and we're saying we're honoring God and we're serving others, it's crucial for us to really focus on that and not to elevate ourselves. And he's going to deal with that a little bit in Galatians chapter 6 to talk about how they can help keep each other in step with that. But I do think here before we leave this chapter, it's important for us to to really just wrestle with that comparison culture. Like you shared, uh, we're all guilty of that at times, trying to be the best, to be Um, just the one who is the center of attention. But when we look at the truth of the gospel, we realize we're not the main character. It's about God and about God being able to use us for his glory, for his kingdom, for his purpose, for his mission, for his people. And that's where Paul wants us to be focused on. So as you walk through that today, as you reflect on this, as you hopefully engage with others on how you are living this out in your life, we pray that you would have profitable conversations that spur you on to love and good deeds. Know today you were loved. You're-